We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. The wings are extra spicy this week. It's getting hotter. It's increasing. This is Danny and Dusty on Wild Card Week. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Danny and Dusty on 1080. My body's like, this is poison. The fan. I think my leg just cramped. All right, hour number three. Danny and Dusty on this football Friday. Uh, the Morangatang uh, is out with the flu. He's got that gnarly flu, man. And uh, ho- I hope fella's okay soon. And back. He should be back on Tuesday. Because yes. we're not here on Monday. No, we've got ourselves a three-day weekend. That's right. We uh, And I hope. I hope everybody else does as well. Um, I don't know if you do this with, with your with your children as well, but we get the, we get these holidays. We get a lot of days off. We do uh, have a little conversation and some some talks about why we have the days off, like MLK Day, um, and we will uh, be off on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. You know. Yep. Um, so. We got we got a lot of texts on the Blazers. We were talking about the Blazers, sixty two point loss, one thirty nine seventy seven, and it was uh it was rough last night. Um, we've got and we'll get to the Kalen DeBoer wild card week, super super wild card, super wild card weekend. Because Lodi Lodi, um, we're gonna have a lot of people going. Y'all pray for it after Super Wild Card Weekend. Okay? Yeah. Well, those might be the the fans in the stands in Kansas City. Yeah, help me, Jesus. Uh, but we got a little Blazers stuff that we'll we'll go ahead and um, we'll read it for you. This text says uh, Chauncey needs to go, but after we got our lottery ranking, this team is too talented to lose by sixty. They should have lost by thirty. In that, I mean, like, look, I am not a hey fire him guy. I, I don't because I do believe with the right pieces in the right culture that and I do think that Chauncey for in large part has gotten these guys to play hard this this road trip there's one game where we've seen that I mean yeah. and truly yeah no, I mean you're, one you're game and that's where that's where if you start seeing like this become the norm then we can have that conversation right yeah. but the the effort, the execution, it just was not there. And you look guys that just look like they're run ragged and they're banged up, and it is it's ugly right now. It, it truly is. But they they are too talented to lose by sixty. Losing by sixty is it's it, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And they should be embarrassed. Yeah. Um, L. A. and Brandon Roy were all stars on the Blazers, and they never won a playoff series together. I don't know what that. I don't. Okay. 
Right. Yeah. Rebuild or not, I want to see effort. I'm not seeing effort. I'm seeing four guys standing around watching one with the ball, game after game. And look, that is, if you look at it with Anthony Simons, I mean, he's struggling. He's he's working, mm-hmm. and he is like he's grinding to create. And there's only so much you can do because of the fact that when you have that those four guys standing, and look that that is hey you got to freshen it up offensively. It's really hard though when the centerpiece, the fulcrum of that offense, is DeAndre Ayton. That's yeah. kind of what they're built around in that pick and roll off. Like they are they are lacking a big to help create and facilitate mm-hmm. in that pick and roll. You, you you are. And so now it is, all right, Ant, what can you do? Can you kick out and will they knock down shots? We just have not seen shots falling. Right. That, like that's sometimes it's that easy to explain. Like they, we knew they were offensively they they the offense was going to be the struggle this year. Right. Um in there looking inept at that. Uh, fading the Blazers has been easy money the fa- past few games. Yeah, I don't know what's that. Nu- what's that line at tonight? Fifteen and a half. Mm. Again, their average loss on this road trip is thirty-five. Yeah, that's man. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. When I saw that OKC was a twelve and a half point favorite after uh, winning the previous game by forty-three points, I thought, ah, oh, better should probably take the over. Uh, forget New York. That Oklahoma City nightlife is gonna got them. A night in the Garden Corral will do that to you. <laughs> I don't know some of those buffet joints, man. Got to be careful. Yeah. All right, um, Blazer fans, you've been beat down long enough. It's this is hard. And I wonder how, where you know there were people like two, three years ago saying blow it up, start the rebuild. Where are you at now? Because it, it's like. You better be about that life yeah. if you want a rebuild. This is what a rebuild is. Exactly. You're right in the tough part of it. You got to be about that life and yeah. just be like, hey, it, it, now's not the time you go, fire everybody. No. This is what you signed up for. Yep. Good, bad, and ugly. And it's ugly right now. But 62 is a bridge too far. Yeah, that's just, there. there's really just... There's no excuse for that. No. You're just coming out and not participating, pretty much. Don't get a trophy for that. No. No. Then participation trophy's not going to be there. <laughs> not going to be there. All right. Um, all right. We're off the Blazers then. We're, we're we're done with the Blazers. It's been it's been a good run. We got two segments out of it. Danny would be very proud yeah. of that. Very proud of it. At least after tonight, they're coming back home for three games. So they can lose by... 15 a night instead. Yeah. To Ain't Phoenix, Brooklyn, truth. and the Pacers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you see this, uh, the Brady Henderson, we had Brady Henderson on um, yesterday to talk about the Pete Carroll firing. He has a piece up on ESPN right now. And he went on uh, Seattle Sports, 710, up in Seattle. And uh, he was talking about kind of what went into his conversation with ownership and this kind of does trail back to the trail blazers mm-hmm. in that Jody Allen, uh, Vulcan, Burt Cold are the, are, are the people being making the decision makers. And in that interview, um, you know, it was about a team that missed the playoffs for second time in three years, nine and eight season 
Um, and he said, Pete Carroll said today, you know, and then, okay, what's the essence of the adjustments that are necessary that we need to make? That's where maybe we don't see eye to eye on because I see it one way and I think I've got a way to fix it and I'm not going to kind of fix it halfway. I'm trying to fix it so it's perfect. I've got a real precise and specific thoughts and they may not see if that way they may not agree with it. They may not see it um, that that's the right answer or that's the answer that makes them feel good. The difficult part is uh, if you guys could know, it's really hard because they're not football people. They're not coaches. And so to get the real details of it, it's really difficult for other people. Alluding to football people did not make the decision right. to get rid of Pete Carroll. Yes. And this is, and this is kind of what the meddling years of Paul Allen were, right? With, with the Blazers, with the Seahawks, he just said, I'm going to let football people make football decisions. Yes. And that's where they started to flourish under Mike Holmgren. And then he, he gave the reins over to John Schneider and Pete Carroll and let them make the decisions in, because football people understand what it takes in the NFL. Paul Allen also gave a long leash later in his ownership of the Blazers and allowed them to make basketball decisions. Mm -hmm. Let the basketball people make basketball decisions. Did he have his input? Absolutely he did. But now we're seeing this kind of start over, and it is they're tipping the scales because Pete Carroll, who's been an, a football lifer, who has seen more success in the NFL than that franchise has ever seen before, and he says, I have the answers. I know what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not good enough for ownership. Because football people aren't making the football decisions in Seattle. I think that rings true to a lot of the Blazer fans that are sitting there right now and seeing the struggles that the franchise is going through, right? And that is the slippery slope. Like, they want to win, but do you know how to win and know what it takes to win? And you got you have to wholly trust the basketball people for the Blazers and the football people for the Seahawks. And Pete Carroll said, you know, he, he flat out said it. He said, the difficult part is, if you guys can know, it's really hard because they're not football people. And I think you could just put basketball in there. And that's where I think a lot of the frustrations with Blazer fans is coming from, too. Yeah. It's a well, and also part of what Pete Carroll said when it came to the non football people making the decisions is that when you have the non football people, they don't where they're getting their opinions from a lot of time and basing their opinions is from uh, around. I don't want to make it sound like Pete's blaming the media, but he basically blames the media. And so he says he hears the, the, the non football people hear all the talk on sports talk radio and the pundits and all that stuff, and that's how they form their opinions about what's wrong and not necessarily from the people, you know, the boots on the ground. That's tough. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get to the other pressing issue in Seattle. Kalen DeBoer heading to Alabama, taking on the Crimson Tide job. Not an easy job. We've talked about Washington a lot and what this ripple effect for the Huskies is. What about what Kalen DeBoer is up against up in Seattle? Because, or excuse me, down in uh, Tuscaloosa. Because you are entering the shadow of a short man that casts a long shadow. Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, snow check. Where's it snowing out there? Texas, 503-864-6326. I don't know. I can't see out the window. Oh, yeah. I was not. I was like for the people. So that wasn't directed at me. That wasn't directed at you. Okay. Although you do love your hot wife. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. T-shirt says it. Yeah. T-shirt says it. Go buy a house from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, she got a nice bench right there out at uh, 185th. Yes, she does. Yeah. Well, by shelter. See it often. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> that's a weird thing. Right? Like, in, in, in fact, that exact bus shelter, mm-hmm. I know another realtor who had their face on it before. Yeah? Yeah. Was it another elite? No. No, really? No. Huh? Yeah. Crazy. It'll be name, uh, names will be withheld. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, it was, uh, that's the second person <laughs> that I know who has their face on the bus shelter. Yeah. And she does not have a mustache written on her face like the previous person did have. That's good. And I think no, it's not. I think there's something wrong with the youth. Well, <laughs> I think they, I, <laughs> we got graffiti all over. I will say the uh, one of her colleagues in the office. They have a, a, a shelter. It's the one at um, oh, what is it, Cornell and like one forty third, and somebody had gone on there and blacked out her teeth. <laughs> See? Yeah. That's the classic. That's the Bart Simpson. <laughs> now we just have like uh, this ugly g- graffiti all over our town, you know? It's it's horrible. What happened to the old cheeky fun graffiti that we used to have? Yeah. <laughs> Drawing dongs on things, huh? <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is the new head coach at the University of Alabama. He, uh, after two great years at at Washington, twenty five and three record, sixteen and two in the Pac twelve, and uh, perfect against his rivals. One of his three losses were in his only uh, non league loss at Washington. Think of that: his only non league loss while at Washington was mm-hmm. in the national championship game. Yeah. Uh, 14-1 year was an incredible season. And look, the guy has won every single place that he has gone, but he is now stepping into uncharted territory even for him. Yeah. You know, going into the University of Alabama is a different beast, and there's very few people who will ever have the opportunity to step into the position that Kalen DeBoer is, is entering, where it's not just at a blue-blood powerhouse program, which there are very few of, but a blue-blood powerhouse program where the legend in the game, the legend at the university... Look, Nick Saban... His presence at Alabama is just as big as Bear Bryant's. Think of that. They play at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Bear is the Bryant in Bryant-Denny. It's going to be a law firm. Yeah. 
is about to be like Sabin Brian Denny Stadium, <laughs> Stadium, right? Yes. Because I mean that's the next step. Yeah. That's how damn good he was. He's got two hands full of national titles. He steps away as a coach that was at a university for 16 seasons. And there is not a player that played for him for four years that did not win a national title at some point. That's bananas. If you played for Nick Saban for four years, you won a title. (laughs) That's so crazy. So crazy. That is absolutely insane. Yeah. A man who 10 wins was a down year. Because the expectation was over 10. The greatest college football coach of our generation, Nick Saban. That is a different animal that you're stepping into. Yeah. The resources are limitless. The talent in the area that you reside in and you recruit in is limitless. It's where every national title is born. Yes. Is talent in the South. Kalen DeBoer has got to step into that that job and that role and be far better than a guy who recruited the 36th best recruiting class in the country. Yeah, you can't just rely on Alabama recruiting itself. And you do not rely on the portal. Yeah. I mean, you accentuate your roster through the portal. You do not rely on it at Alabama. Right. That's the expectation. You are a top five recruiter every single year. And that's where you need to elevate your game and elevate yourself because look right now Washington what he took over at Washington it was not a program where you sit there and you go yeah they should be a top you know 10 recruiter or a top five recruiter but you should probably be in the top 15 mm-hmm. you have the resources you have the location and you have the credibility of a program to do so and now is where the rubber's going to meet the road and I think Kalen DeBoer at every turn has answered the challenge of the program that he's accepted the job at. Yeah. And when you when you hear of what people say about Kalen DeBoer on recruiting trail, it the the recruits, you know, honesty is the word and character is the word that you keep hearing over and over and over and over again. You know, but you're stepping into a job where the guy before you literally had a jewelry box full of rings that he would show recruits. Yeah. (laughs) This is what happens when you come play at Alabama. It is. Yeah. And he has his three national titles that he won at Sioux Falls, an NAIA program. But you have to attack recruiting in a different way that Alabama is used to. And you have to still maintain the level of recruiting. This is why it's seen as is an impossible job. If the expectation is to win more than 10 games, X's nose wise, there is no doubt that Kalen DeBoer and the staff that he will assemble can do that. Yep. And they will do that. Right. But you have to, it has to be elevated with talent as well. And now we're already seeing, uh, there's not just two players that have left the portal from Washington in, uh, Michelle Powell and, um, uh, uh, Muhammad, the corner, you have got to hold on to Alabama's current players where uh what the number their leading receiver Bond Isaiah Bond he entered the transfer portal today there will be defections because it won't be a cultural fit from what Kalen DeBoer is doing and that is going to be the animal that you have to that you have to fight i mean y'all pray for Jesus that's what he's dealing with now yep 
exactly. And that is a different animal than anything that he has had in in the past, and that's going to be the big ab- adaptation. Like football wise, like you know, everybody says it's the you know the coach's adage, like football's football, right? That doesn't change when you go down to the south, right? The people around your program, the pressure around the program. It's higher than any place he's ever been in his his career, and he's had a lot of stops and steps in his career, and that's the that's the part I'm interested to see in Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. And he's had success at every step on his career. Uh, Greg McElroy has a tweet out. He's looking at some stuff from ESPN stats and info, and from uh, 2021 to 23, which also includes his uh, his stint at Fresno State. He's won 12 consecutive games against AP-ranked opponents. That's tied for the fifth longest streak by any coach in the poll era. Uh, Nick Saban has two of those streaks at 16 and 13. Pete Carroll from 02 to 05 and Barry Switzer, uh, 73 to 75. He's in some pretty good company there. Is that good? Is that good? He's in some pretty good company there. The man can coach some damn football. Yeah. And he instituted his culture immediately at UW and did a great job. Now he's got to do it. At a different animal. And look, you take a guy who's done it at every single step. DeBoer's a, a great coach. And I think that's the thing that you sit there and you look at, you're going to miss the most at UW because how quickly you can go from Chris Peterson to Jimmy Lake, right? Like, I mean, they have, they have had no program, Alabama or Washington or any program, is immune to taking the big step backwards. that That's just the fact. And you try to fight it off as, as much as you can. And I think one thing that um, Alabama was really looking into, and this is why you saw DeBoer's name down the list, and we know what Greg Byrne's going to say. Like, we got our top choice, right? We got Kalen DeBoer, played for a national title. But we know what the insiders who were cover that program the closest and are are actually sourced and well sourced in it. They said it was in in any order, Sarkin Landing one two, and then, you know, DeBoer was third or fourth on that list, if we're, if we're being quite honest. And that's what the industry experts were saying, because it does take a guy who is familiar with the area and what it takes to win at a place like Alabama. That That's very real. And that's going to be the uphill struggle that Kalen DeBoer has. I'm excited to see it, though. I'm excited to see it. The dude has won everywhere he's, everywhere he's been. And now Washington has got a big hire in front of them. And the names, there's no shortage of talent in the names that are being floated out there, whether it is Jed Fish, Chris Kleiman, Lance Leupold, um, or his offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb. Like, there's a lot of names that are, are on the board and going to be available. They're not going to be the Sarks or Kiffins of, of the world, though. Actually, Lane Kiffin would be awesome if they went and they were just like, hey, you want to come up here? Yeah. <laughs> you want to come up? Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Uh, let's dive into a little bit of uh, NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Some of your feedback as well at uh, 503-864-6326. Danny and Dusty on the fan. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. Super Wild Card Weekend. Getting underway tomorrow. I'm interested to see what the reaction is and the feedback to uh, the game on Peacock because there's a lot of people that are upset about it now. 
local uh, uh, broadcast in KC and Miami. It will be televised on the the local NBC stations. So they're not well, just that's good there. They're not yeah. blocking out like local fan bases. Right. But I'm going to be because there's a lot of people uh, upset that that game is going to be on Peacock which is streaming only. Yeah. And it's a, a subscription service uh for Peacock. But I I think like in the grand scheme of things it'll cool down and people will say yeah whatever. We'll find a way to watch the game. Well, to know? me it makes a ton of sense they picked that game for it. Yeah, you got all the Swifties out there. Get them to sub- come subscribe to Peacock. Yeah, yeah, you get that. Bump those numbers up a bit. Those are rookie numbers. I don't think I don't think Taylor Swift fans are that committed to Travis Kelsey to subscribe to Peacock. Do you? I don't. They're not, they're not committed to Travis Kelsey. They're committed to Taylor Swift. I don't it know if she's going to be there or not, but oh, I assume she will be. So I mean, you know. I, I mean, look, I, I can't identify with that kind of a rabid fan base, but, you know, you, what are people willing to do to catch a couple more glimpses of your of your superstar on TV? Yeah, that is such a weird thing. Right? Yeah, I don't get it. But um, with that said, I'm probably going to be resubscribing to Peacock because of it, <laughs> because of the game. Right. You know, I, my, my passion isn't for Taylor Swift, but I do want to watch football. And this is a, this is an odd year. I, it feels like everybody's, pulling for the Detroit Lions, right? People, there's a favorite that everybody kind of just gravitates towards. Like, if you don't have a dog in the fight or, right. you know, if I don't, if my team doesn't win it, I want insert team. It feels like that team is the Lions this year. Mm-hmm. I can and see that. Rightfully so, because they're a great story. Dan yeah. Campbell, it's the the you know, lovable loser, the downtrodden team. Well, they had, an, they had an element of that last year, too, I think. Absolutely. And I think that the Eagles, like, people are like, yeah, you made it to the Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. We can get over you. No, like, Cowboys, America's team, their fans are insufferable. That pulls a lot of people away from them. And then you have, like, teams like the Buccaneers. They're not quite likable enough and don't have that lovable loser. I think the Cleveland Browns would be that team had... Deshaun Watson not been on the roster. But they're they're doing it despite Deshaun Watson. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, if Joe Flacco can go and make a run in the playoffs... I'd be on board with that. Yeah. Well, and that's what I think that's why some people would be pulling for the Browns. It's because it is Joe Flacco and making the, the kind of comeback that he is. And yeah, hopefully taking some of that smear of Deshaun Watson out of their mouths. But it's interesting of like what that team is this year mm-hmm. with a team that people are going to be pulling for and that the underdog, because that's what Super Wildcard Weekend is, right? Yeah. Like the. You will have a lot of people going for either the Ravens or the Niners, who are the two teams that aren't playing this weekend, sitting on the outside on their bye weeks. And Mark Andrews coming back. By the way, Mark Andrews back at practice. He's been cleared for return for practice today. So he'll be able to work out through the weekend and then start his ramp up to getting back to playing. And I I wouldn't anticipate him necessarily being there for the uh, divisional round. But if he's back for conference championship weekend... That unlocks a whole other, you know, avenue for Lamar Jackson, Todd Monken, in that Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens offense to operate in. He's been out there running around at practice today. It was good. It was good to see Sam Laporta also with the Lions. Um, I, I'm wondering who who should be our show team that we root for this weekend. Ooh. We got it. We could we could get a show team. Uh, Labas five zero three eight six four six three two six. That is Vancouver Ford Texan because I I want I want the Lions to win. I I do. 
I do. I want. I want Dan Campbell, and I think Jared Goff too. Jared Goff got slammed so much because yeah. he was a number one pick, right? Mm-hmm. He's in LA. Hard Knocks did him no favors with not knowing which direction the sun rose or set. <laughs> but he got a team to the Super Bowl, and then he gets traded, and it's like. Great. They bring in Matthew Stafford, and it's like, here, good luck. Here's a stopgap quarterback for you, Detroit. And Jared Goff has been fantastic for them. 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns this year, mm-hmm. 12 interceptions. <laughs> That's Jared Goff. Yeah. But he is he is kind of exceeded the expectations of what people thought he was going to be. Did he live up to the hype of being the number one pick and the franchise guy and the guy that you build your roster around? No. You, you, what you need to do is surround him, not build around him. Right. And they, those are distinctly different. And I think Detroit has done a phenomenal job of that. And to kind of see them get that, finally get this home game after 30 plus years, it's great for Detroit. And I, I hope that they, in like 600 bucks to get in the door there, I guess you can get them as low now as $372. That's, it should be a big time environment yeah. because, like they used to say, that when you went to Ford Field, it was like playing in a, a warehouse. Like it wasn't a fun place to play. It uh-huh. was like empty yeah. and the crowd wasn't really rabid. To see that place kind of come to life, yeah. that'd be awesome. And we saw it on uh, Thanksgiving Day, and that was the game that we were all hyped up for. It was like, hey, a Thanksgiving Day game that mattered. Didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> and it was over quickly. Yeah. But I think it is. I, I think it is. If we're gonna power rank them, I think we got the Lions, and I, I think the people are gonna start gravitating to the Texans too. Because if they end up winning at home against the the Browns, mm-hmm. I think people are gonna start jumping on board with them. Yeah, I could see that absolutely. Yeah, which is as young as they are, and you know, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, possible rookie of the year on defense. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, 503-864-6326. Uh, we get you set for uh, four hours of power. We're going to get you through again next on The Fan. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, a couple things we didn't get to today because Kalen DeBoer took the Alabama jab. Gerard Mayo named the head coach of the New England Patriots. Yeah, how's that the first time we've mentioned it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, if you're wondering, because I had this question too, wait, how the hell did they skip right past the Rooney rule? Because the reason why the Raiders can't just promote interim head coach Antonio Pierce to their permanent head coach is because they have to adhere to the Rooney rule, which is you have to interview two minority candidates from outside of the organization. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, the workaround for that is they put in his last contract extension that he signed that he would be immediately hired as the head coach, which is, I guess, the workaround to that. Uh, it's what the Ravens did with their general manager position when Ozzie Newsom stepped aside and Eric DaCosta uh, became their GM in Baltimore. So this is also wild to think about. 
Gerard Mayo, 37 years old, now the youngest head coach in the National Football League. Yeah. Overtaking Sean McVay, who has been the youngest head coach in the NFL since 2017. Wow. And he's only a month older than Gerard Mayo. It's <laughs> bananas. That's bananas. crazy. Crazy. <laughs> like, Six years. Yeah. Or, you know, five plus at the very least. And it was funny what McVeigh said. I, I saw McVeigh was in a press conference like, yeah. I just keep thinking, like, what the hell was Stan Kroenke thinking and handing me the reins when I was 30? <laughs> right? Nuts to think about. Yeah. But uh, It's worked out okay. It's He's done well. Yeah. He's done well. Coached in two Super Bowls and won one. Yeah. Not too Took shabby. Pete Carroll 14 years to do that. Yeah. You know? As not, head coach of the Seahawks. Not too shabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I like the hire of Gerard Mayo in New England because... He, he like when he was a player there. Immediately, like when he was drafted, they were like, "This is little Belichick," mm-hmm. which is weird to say because he's bigger, taller, <laughs> stronger, everything than Bill Belichick. But yes. he kind of thought the same way. Was a junkie, like a always in the film room, always around the facility, like addicted to it. And then right when he got done playing, they just slid him into the coaching stuff, which is a really hard thing to do. Yeah, uh, Belichick has this thing that he does called pods, right? Where everybody does like all their playbooks and all their film research is done digitally now. But with young coaches, Belichick makes them do like formations, plays uh-huh. in segments that they call pods, where like each play and formation will have multiple of these pods that you have to drop by hand. Uh-huh. And like it's like a rite of passage in being a coach on the Patriots and it's grueling time consuming. It takes you forever and you have to do it for everything that they do. Yeah. And there's no exceptions made no matter who you are. And so like Mayo kind of went up through the Belichick coaching tree and kind of did, took all of the steps and you know, that kind of softens the blow for Belichick being fired, knowing that Gerard Mayo is the guy that is going to take over for him. And, Although he is like little Belichick, he's more player oriented. Right. And players love him. And if you soften that up a little bit, hopefully he'll be successful. Needs to find a quarterback, needs to find an offensive line <laughs> and receiving core. Yeah. They got some holes. Yeah. They got some holes. Just so uh Gerard Mayo, the new head coach of the New England Patriots. Uh that in here is part of like an offshoot of the Kalen DeBoer thing. Mike Norvell at Florida State, he got a quite the hefty raise. Yes, he did. Over ten million per. Ten million per year. Eight year extension. Yeesh. Man. Eight years, eighty million dollars. Yeah. Is his agent Jimmy Sexton? I think so. Yeah, that's, yeah, that probably makes sense. Yeah, but he's gonna stick around at Florida State. Apparently, the conversations by by all reports uh, that are lingering out there, they were in conversations with Mike Norvell at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I just reading through the tea leaves of what has gone on, people that cover that team closely, national pundits, people that are connected. Kalen DeBoer was not Alabama's first choice. That does not mean that he will not be a great coach right. at Alabama. Though. Yeah. You know, even if he was third or fourth, if you if you take it, you know, it was Sark Lanning or Lanning Sark, then Norvell, and then DeBoer. Yeah. He's a damn good coach. He's won everywhere he's been. Yep, absolutely. Now all signs are 
pointed at uh, Michigan. All the sights are set on Michigan. What is Jim Harbaugh going to do? When does he make an announcement? And the longer he drags this thing out, does that mean that he's waiting for Sharon Moore to get like all these other jobs to fill up, and right. then Sharon Moore takes over as a head coach? You you mentioned this in the break. It sure seems like Nick Dashell of the Oregonian is still pushing Jonathan Smith at UW. He yeah. he mentioned the buyout. Yes, he mentioned the buyout. Yep. in a Twitter post saying Smith's buyout is what seven million, mm-hmm. and they got twelve million from Alabama as the DeBoard buyout, so they could still come out five million on top if they want to go and get Jonathan Smith. Right, that would be the ultimate heel turn. Yes, I just I don't see that happening. Because of all the guys that just followed him to Michigan State. Now, are they just going to pack up and follow him to Washington, right. too? Well, would their, would, would their uh, 30-day uh, transfer portal open again? Their 30-day window? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, this is this is the, the weird part of college football that I just don't know and I just don't get. Yeah. But um, here we are. Here we are. What is, This has been a crazy week, though. It has. It's been bananas. Yeah, our Sports Talk Cup runneth over this week. Think of where we started. National championship game on Monday. Come out of that. We got all the reaction to that. Two bombshells. Carroll, Saban on Wednesday. Thursday, we get Belichick. Friday, we get DeBoer being hired. And also Thursday, we got the landing news, too, of yep. I'm not going anywhere. Yep. You know, he's staying. Friday, we get DeBoer. Now Washington has opened up, and then this is going to be the story over the weekend is how quickly – can Troy Danon, the new athletic director at University of Washington, move to fill that vacant coaching spot? Because we do have a signing period coming up on February 7th. Spring ball's right around the corner, man. Some schools start spring ball at the end of February. So, like, you've got a lot that you've got to kind of get your house in order. Yeah. And oh, by the way, the longer that that job is open, the more apt players are to jump into the portal and leave. Mm-hmm. And then you have a roster carnage that you need to clean up at the end of it so boy this is just it's just going to be even crazier too because think about where we could be coming out of the weekend if the you know all of the nfl reporters are saying hey you know there could be jobs even opening up in the nfl after this weekend because you know there could be playoff teams i think we could see that maybe tuesday if the eagles lose to the buccaneers yep and finish that skid on a one in six um skid to end the year for for the Philadelphia Eagles. Then you think like think of where you're at then. Where Philly's open and then the seven other jobs that are currently open for head coaching vacancies in the NFL. It's wild. Wild times, my man. It sure is. All right, it's been a fun week. Uh Russ, thank you for playing injured. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah. Hey, not playing not playing hurt. You played injured. You played injured, my man. Uh, Danny should be back hopefully on Tuesday. By the way, we'll be back on Tuesday, not on Monday. We get Monday off. That's right. All right. You hear the booze? That's the great I. Everett Rob, the honorable I. Everett Rob. Um, four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. Primetime with Isaac and Suk. The gang is back together again. Um, coming up next on 1080 The Fan. Have a great weekend. Stay safe in the snow, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.